0: This is Industry Matters, powered by VGM, a podcast about community, belonging, and connections. VGM is a member service organization, uniting large and small, durable and home medical equipment providers across the nation. VGM also serves the respiratory, complex rehab, wound care, women's health mastectomy, home accessibility, and orthotics and prosthetics communities. Welcome to Industry Matters. Today, I have with me Wayne Van Halem and Kelly Grahovic, both with the Van Halem Group and talking about a fun topic that everybody likes to talk about, audits. Welcome, <laughs> Wayne and Kelly. Thanks, Cindy. What can you tell us about the CMS audits resuming on August 3rd, and what does this mean for our industry and profession?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, first, I'm not sure that many people think this is a fun topic, but it's certainly fun for Kelly and I. <laughs> so uh, there was an announcement from CMS that they are going to return uh, audits. The audits are going to resume, and that begins on August 3rd. Some, some key things, uh, subsequent to that announcement, we did meet with some Representatives from CMS Central Office, and they provided a little bit more information related to it. They said that it, it, they're still sort of working things out with the contractors, so they don't expect there to be a flood of audits on August 3rd. In, in fact, they may not even start until a little bit later, but officially they can start that on that date. It's going to be more of a toe in the water type approach, they described it. So they're not going to just open the floodgates and have a huge number of audits that are occurring right away. A couple of key things they indicated. one is that they're not going to be auditing claims submitted during the pandemic at this moment. They intend to do that later, but that's not what the intent is with this initial audit restart. They will be only auditing claims on a post payment basis, which um I don't know if people think that that's good or bad, but it's you know the reality is is they indicated they don't want to hold up any provider payments through a prepayment review. So the TPE is not really starting. It's They'll be performing medical review, but it's on post-pay on claims that have already been paid, and those claims would have been submitted prior to the pandemic. So they're going to go back in time, which could result in overpayments. So suppliers just need to be aware of that part. With a prepayment review, you just get a denied claim, whereas post-payment review, they're going to start recouping money back. So just something to keep an eye on there.
2: What types of equipment do you think will be reviewed? Yeah, so that's a really great question. And the short answer is we don't know. In the past, we did have a good idea of looking at other contractor websites or audit contractor websites I should say so looking at the rack or the smirk or even the max that had tpe data the problem there is that a lot of that equipment was in the respiratory area and we're not sure at this point given the laxed lcd and ncd requirements for these products if that will be the initial focus of audit. I think it's a good rule of thumb that if we look at the products that were previously being audited um, pre-pandemic and those that are high fraudulent or abusive products uh, in the past, we've seen things like Prosthetics, orthotics, definitely orthotics off the shelf is going to be probably back on the list. We actually did see a little bit of abuse when the pandemic started there. So I think that those are going to be back on the list for audits. Power mobility devices, really anything if we can go out and see what Again, what I would say, not initially starting with respiratory claims, as Wayne mentioned, COVID claims were not going to be initially part of the audit, but certainly um, any other types of equipment could be up for grabs.
1: Yeah, I would say too, PAP supplies was a really popular audit group prior to the pandemic. So I wouldn't imagine seeing something there as well as diabetic supplies.
0: So almost four providers to be thinking of what was happening right before the pandemic and what were the types of things that were on our radar for audits is fair to assume would be happening again. Absolutely.
2: That's a good rule of thumb.
1: And I would say too, you know, respiratory is not off the table. You know, they're not going to be auditing pandemic claims, but they certainly audited a lot of respiratory equipment prior to the pandemic. So they're going to go back and look at those claims. It's a possibility that respiratory will be on that list as well.
0: Is there anything else happening related to DME POS that providers and VGM members need to be aware of?
2: Yeah, that's a good question, Lindy. One thing that I think in all of this kind of got overshadowed is the uh, PMD program, the prior authorization program, that's going to start back. That was put on hold when the pandemic started. But now, both with PMDs and the pressure-reducing support services, those required prior authorization as a condition of payment. And that will begin with claims that have an initial date of service on or after August 3rd. So that will continue. And CMS also announced that they're going to begin the prior authorization for some lower limb prosthetics. So we're going to see that won't happen until later in the year, starting with dates of service after September 1st for certain states. And then for the remaining states that will go later in the year as well. But we're going to start seeing those conditions happen.
0: Wayne, I'd love for you to tell us about the ways that the Van Halen Group can help.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. So you know, there's several ways. Obviously, one of which is if you do get audited on a post-payment basis, we can help you manage and navigate through that process to try to minimize the impact of it as much as possible. I know it's kind of odd because a lot of our clients are still sort of in the midst of, you know, a pandemic and dealing with all of the overflow of patients. They're having difficulty getting equipment. They they just have a lot, you know, their staff, they're concerned about the health and the safety of their staff. So, you know, they're really focused focused on those things, they really probably don't have the time to focus on an audit. And they've said postpay audit, but what they haven't done or haven't said is are these going to be large postpayment audits or small postpayment audits? We don't know. So You know, we can help manage that process if they need to obtain documentation, have someone another set of eyes, making sure that we're pulling all the right documentation and getting it over. We can help communicate with the audit staff to make sure they have everything they need, all in an effort to just get through it as quickly and painlessly as possible. On the flip side of that, you know, one thing that we can always do, even in times without audits, we've You know, during this pandemic, have still been proactive with many of our clients. So, you know, we do regularly quarterly proactive reviews of claims for our clients, where we gather the documentation. We can make it as seamless as possible. We perform reviews and then report back to our client on a quarterly basis and provide education and training the staff on issues that we may uncover and try to get those resolved. So, in the long run, if there is an audit, you're much better prepared and feel fairly comfortable that the claims that you're submitting are accurate and in the event of an audit, it's not going to have a huge impact on your organization. So, you know, both proactive, and reactive, I certainly would recommend the proactive because, you know, it's a lot less stressful and it's almost like an insurance policy that you feel good that, you know, your staff are submitting the claims accurately and you have the documentation you need and you sleep better at night, which we could all use some good rest in the evenings. <laughs>
0: especially right now. Do you have any success stories that you could share of a customer of yours that has invested in the proactive services and what that has meant for them?
1: Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, all the time, right? So we have clients that, you know, we have these monthly compliance packages and it includes quarterly audits. And, you know, we review the claims where, you know, our job is to stay up to date on all the changes and policies and requirements. And, you know, we base our reviews based upon what we're seeing with our clients that are going through audits. So, you know, it's really up to date and provides great feedback. And then, you know, we've had several clients that as a result of that have then received an audit from Medicare care and have gotten through it with very few issues and, you know, usually get through it fairly quickly. And as a result of that, get an audit reprieve. So, We've had a lot of success in that regard from clients who just, you know, swear by the services because they stay up to date and they feel good about it and don't worry about that audit. Whereas, you know, other clients call us, unfortunately, when things have gotten a little rough and they're either failing TPE or they've got a post-payment audit and an extrapolated overpayment. And we definitely, you know, we have a lot of success in, in getting those things fixed and overturned as well. But, you know, it's a little bit more challenging. So, you know, plenty of our clients on our proactive services get audited, but none of them have a significant impact as a result of it because they were prepared for it.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. How does a typical arrangement look? I mean, is there a lot of time each week that they're talking to members of your team or is it really more of once you meet up front and have that document exchange ready? It's just feedback or how does that look?
2: I think that it's really dependent on the client and what they want. So we certainly allow for and encourage communication as much as needed. Uh, our team is available either on the clinical side or myself and Wayne. We are available to answer questions, provide you know consultation, any guidance there. There are other folks who want to handle, obviously everything is virtual now, but who really want to just know that this is an ongoing session. We will take, you give us what we need. We'll take over all the work and we'll let you know when it's finished. So it really is customizable to what the client needs and we're happy to help with that.
1: Yeah, And I'll just add to that, that we want to make it as seamless as possible for them. So, you know, it really depends. We generally work with their compliance officer. It's sort of, I've always kind of like it. It's like hiring a compliance department that will report back to your compliance officer. Obviously, much less expensive than having your own compliance department. We help manage all the elements of a compliance program, even implementation of a comprehensive program. And then we're just an extension or an arm of your compliance officer. We do the quarterly audits, we provide education and training, we provide resources. And even as far as you know, clients are signing on, if they give us access to their billing software, their system, we're able to log in at the end of each quarter. We're able to run a report of claims. We're able to identify where they think there might be some risks. We then are able to pull a random sample. We can log in and actually pull the documents to review. So the first time that they're hearing from us really is when we're done at the quarterly audit and we're providing feedback to them. Others want to be a little bit more involved in which claims we're looking at and things along those lines. But it really, like Kelly said, it's, we can customize it however they want and how involved they want to be.
0: Well, I know there's not a better team out there for these services for our industry. If someone's interested in learning more about the Van Halen group, how do they contact you to uh, just to get more information or sign up for proactive
2: services? Yeah, I'll take that. So many ways to contact us, Lindy. Uh, You can call us directly at the office. Our number is 404-343-1815. Feel free to ask for Kelly, and I'm happy to help with any questions. If you are short on time and want to reach out, there's always email info at vanhalemgroup.com. And there's a contact us form on the website as well. So lots of ways to reach out. Members can reach out even to their VGM rep and they'll put you in contact and make a connection there. So short of Smoke Signals, we're here to help and you can reach us one way or another.
1: (laughs) And that website is vanhalemgroup.com.
0: Great, anything else you two before we wrap this up today?
1: I don't have anything, you know, I just, I don't think this is gonna be a, a huge impact initially on suppliers. CMS seems to be taking a very soft approach. I don't anticipate that that's gonna last very long. One thing I'll say, you know, audits are cyclical. We all know that because of that ALJ backlog that we've had for so long, CMS was really sort of tightening up and restricting the auditors quite a bit especially the rack audits who really you know back you know several years ago are what led to this huge backlog the volume of audits that they were doing was just significant that backlog is getting resolved a lot quicker than than we thought it would because right now there's no audits so there's very few appeals actually going into the system and they're getting through them quickly we're getting a lot of ALJ's ALJ hearings and, and, you know, they're being submitted just in the last couple of years as opposed to four or five years ago. So, They're getting through that backlog. My concern is when that backlog is resolved, which they're saying 2021, is that they're now staffed. They opened up five new offices. They increased their staff to over 170 judges. And from what we've known in in meeting with the Office of Medicare Hearings and Appeals, that they're going to be staffed to be able to handle 300,000 appeals a year once all of this is over. But that's nowhere near the volume of appeals entering the system now. And I don't anticipate they're going to close up all these brand new offices and have nothing to do for all these judges they've hired. So I anticipate we'll start seeing a ramp up of audits back again in 2021 when that ALJ backlog is resolved. So something to keep an eye on for the future, I guess.
0: Yes, definitely. Anything from you, Kelly?
2: Uh, Yeah, I think Wayne made some really great points. I just would like to add that now is a really great time to take advantage of this, you know, slow ramp up, as we say, with these audits and prepare your team and work to be proactive and mitigate your risk once the audit activity really does get back to, I guess, full steam, so...
1: Can I give a quick plug, too, for our blogs? If you don't follow our blog, we do keep up-to-date information on there. So just go to our website at vanhalemgroup.com and sign up there. But also follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter as well. So we always post important audit alerts and updated information there as well.
0: Yes. Great information to follow and be alerted. I know I follow the blog, so there are things that I learned that come through my email because of the Van Halen blog. So thank you for all that information for the industry. Again, if you're interested in proactive services, which we urge you to sign up for, visit vanhalengroup.com or give Kelly a call or email and the team would be happy to help out. Thank you both for joining me today and we'll see what this new season of audits brings. Thanks for having us. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Wendy.